Well, hello, it's the Bold Men's Podcast. Sitting here, we've got Larry Heiler. Hey, guys. We've got Joe Graves. In the flesh. And John Welch. We're sitting here at the Hub. We're getting ready for Bold tonight, uh, bringing you conversation out of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. 16. So go on and pause this recording, read Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16, and then come back and join us. Or just read the whole thing and come back in five minutes. That's right. Read the whole book. Yeah. And then come back and we'll talk about chapter four, <laughs> verse one through 16. Joe, tell us where we are. Oh, guys, this is wonderful. Um, Paul last week was talking about his ministry with the Gentiles, and he talked a lot about this. Uh, how he, Number one, he talked about his posture and how that posture was bowed in humility toward the Father, and uh, it was toward this family of God. And we talked about this immeasurable love of God, how it brings unity, and we're going to talk a lot about that unity tonight, the the unity and how that happens, uh, and spiritual gifts, you know, yeah. and, and what that means for the church. So uh, there's a lot of material here tonight, and a lot of great discussion, so... I'm really looking forward to hearing your guys' take on everything. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll start in chapter 4, verse 1, and go through verse 6, and we'll kind of pick it apart as we go, all right? Yep. Fantastic. All right. Let's do this. Dig in the Word. Let's pray real quick. The Heavenly Father, I thank you for everybody who's listening, and just that, that you lead them, and you help us to read the Word and to understand. God, I pray for your Holy Spirit right now to touch everybody's heart as we read. And help us all to understand better in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of your calling you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Um. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in all. So here he sets it up, right? He's setting up this entire section, talking about this one God, this one faith, this one baptism, and... I, I find it interesting, though, in the beginning of this, that Paul lists himself as a prisoner of the Lord, yeah. a prisoner in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Very interesting terminology. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a prisoner in the Lord? Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, consistent with Paul's talk elsewhere, it's it's the idea of being a slave or bound to uh, the Lord. And so that's the, the first direct... Um, uh, I guess understanding of that is that he's bound to it's it's not necessarily by choice but by by force when you understand the 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 grace of the Lord and and what he's done uh we're drawn into a an area of service where where it's almost as if we can't help but tell someone about Christ you know what I mean how does that differ from a lot of the faith we see today in Christ <laughs> well I, I mean <laughs> I mean, we we live in a world where it's uh, it's about me and God. Like that's the idea is just me and God, and it's my relationship with God and me, 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 me. Um, and the focus of that that relationship then becomes me instead of 
Paul's clear focus is on the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all about your focus at this point. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's a perspective shift, and like, yes, listen, no one, we can't place each other's relationship with the Lord. Like, that's not our. It is about you and the Lord, mm-hmm. absolutely. But it's about the Lord. And yeah. not Joe, not Larry, not John. Yeah, you know and what the mean? community that the Lord is building. It's yeah. take the you out of the equation and look at the us and the we mm-hmm. with with Christ. And I, 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 this past weekend at Leesburg, a fantastic example of this in the in the uh, retelling of uh, Paul's conversion story. Mm, it was great, I mean, wasn't it? I, think it, about how that applies to this idea of. A bond servant to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Saul is violently persecuting the church for the Lord. Yep, and that was his perspective. I'm doing this to 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 protect um, the 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 integrity, the value of the ethnic Jewish uh, religion. I'm doing this for the Lord. And then he's met on the road to Damascus. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus, whom you persecute. No, no, let, let's get that right. Because this was an amazing point that Sammy made. I had never noticed it in all the years I've been reading the book of Acts. I've never noticed this, that one comma, how it changes everything. He said, who are you, Lord? That comma changes the way that it says. It, it could have been Paul saying, who are you, Lord? But that's not. But it's not the idea. He was saying, "Who are you, Lord?" Lord? And yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I've never noticed that before. That he had that he had an idea that it was probably the Lord that was approaching him. Yeah, but he didn't a, want to believe it. That's a absolute <laughs> possibility. Yeah, I'm not against that idea. Well, but we if have you to look at every major the, translation now, they do have that comma. In there. I'm with you. So you have to read it like that. Well, you don't have to read it like that, but it's that's an interpretive yes, measure. Yes, it's an interpretive it choice, but it's good. It it's is right. Good. It yeah. fits absolutely. It's not it doesn't wrong. hurt it. That's right. Yeah, I'm not going to die on that yeah. hill, John. But it it's a good. Oh, I'm comma. not arguing against it. Absolutely, King I James would disagree absolutely. though. Dag on it. Well, King James would disagree with a lot of what we say, Joe. Uh, but oh yeah, absolutely. But but I'm, but I think think about think about the focus and the perspective yeah. shift. And, and that's the key. Yeah. It was his perspective shift. Uh, so he's he says right here, urge uh, he urges them to live willing of the calling, or to to live worthy of the calling they had received. He was feeling that from from that moment on the yeah. road to Damascus. Yeah, he he carried the impact of that moment from there forward. Yeah, the the, ES, the ESV says walk in a manner worthy. Of the calling Correct. to which you've been called, yeah. Uh, this idea of, I mean, think Paul is walking, walking yeah. to Damascus uh, to persecute the Christians, you know, previously, and, and now he's walking with another objective. Well, yeah, you can look at it as he was walking to be loved by God yeah. for what he was doing, mm. and now we walk because of what God has oh, done yeah. for us. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's that changes the, everything. Yeah, huh? it does. It? Yeah. yeah, and notice that this is a shift in focus. In this book right now, so far he's been talking about what Christ has done for us and the love of God yeah. and, and the focus of the ministry. Now it's about how do you live it out. Yeah. yeah. And so this starts this this section of thinking about walking it out with Christ. And it, it, famous word, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, one of the big uh, paradoxes here we see in Christian uh, in, in the New Testament is is God's sovereign choice to save, uh, and so God's sovereign, absolutely, and God's got to get what He wants. But there's also man's responsibility, mm-hmm. and that's what we see in this passage uh, here. This idea of walking, and, and, and then He starts to describe this this our responsibility. What's our responsibility in this response to the gospel of Jesus? Because of the good news, what's our responsibility? It starts off with humility and gen- mm-hmm. gentleness. Yes. I, lo- I love that, again, because we can compare that to Saul's previous life. Not much gentleness. Uh, not much humility, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. That's, I mean, not at all. Not much humility or gentleness. It's it's a very me-focused, we're going to preserve, preserve, and God's lucky to have me on his team, to Wow. And what a blessed man am I to be. Well, invited. something about being struck blind for three days and, yeah, and having a, a yeah. Gentile come and lay yeah. their hands on you to give you sight. Yeah, and, and wonder what went on the com, the, for three days in that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, you know, that so. Damascus moment is yeah, living yeah. out right here yeah. in, in the scripture that we're reading right now. And humility plays a big part of gentleness, the patience and bearing with one another. Oh, man. Speak it, Joe. <laughs> we can't. Uh, we can't understand patience and bearing patience. with one another, huh? We just do it, don't we, John? Uh, we do it, huh? <laughs> Come on, preach it, brother. We need it. We, we, we yeah. need bearing with bear one with another it. in love, right? Yeah, and that's the key, the and focus. That's, that's the key. It's yep. the key. Yeah. Man, I was having a conversation that it remind who who was talking was it Sammy this weekend uh, about brothers and sisters you know, living in? Oh no, it was this morning. I was having breakfast with the pastor. Um, in another church this morning, and we were talking about uh, this idea of bearing with one another in love, and we're so quick to to, to uh, point out doctrinal areas where we don't fellowship with or don't associate with. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like we're so quick to do that instead of just seeing each other's. I mean, think Apollos in Acts what seventeen ish, and 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 he's teaching things accurately about the Lord, but he didn't know Jesus' baptism, and he's described there as a brother in error. Not someone in error, error. Not not mm-hmm. someone with brother. oh, you know, you got doctrinal issues, you got to work out. But and first, a brother, a brother in error. Right. Yeah. yeah, boy, that makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? It does. You know what I mean? Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah, you. I think um, a lot of denominations are real quick to take that sword and cut you out of the kingdom of God when. Yeah. That's yeah, not. That's not. That's not the. Well, especially in light of verse three here saying, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Mm-hmm. And it's Galatians 6, one, correct the brother in lowliness With, yeah. and humility so yeah. that you won't, you know, I mean. So that you yourself don't fall into it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, can we overstate the case that Paul's making here? I, I don't think we can. No, because I, it, look look around. Look, Listen. Look at us. Yeah, Absolutely. And he and he drives it home. That's the whole idea of unity. He drives home, and and I, it's what I think is such a powerful gut punch. Why should we practice humility and bear with one another in love and be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace? Why, verse four, because there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope. I lost my track. Hold on. Where is it? One hope one that belongs Lord. to your call. One Lord, one faith, yes. one baptism, one God and Father of all. You know, like this 
drum, this beat. Beating that of, number one drum. Of, <laughs> of, of one, 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 unity, one, one. Unity, 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 unity. There's only we one. live in such a divisive time and era, especially now. I mean, let's think about this, how it applies to 2022, uh, in North America in 2022. Man, everything is so divided. Man, holy cow. How, you know, I mean, one of the big cultural talking points is intersectionality. And the general idea of that is, is how many areas of my life are distinct. Am I, am I separated from the general mass? That's the idea. And the more of those areas where I check a, a, a box and I'm distinct from general population is a area where I'm special in some, in some regard but that whole idea is is de, defi, defining and dividing that's the idea of the world we're, we're living in today which is so anti-biblical yep. oh it is it's the it's it's an upside oh, down oh man it's yeah. so yeah. it's so backward and why is that well it's the it's the device of the devil right to to hamstring or to to hinder the spread of the gospel of Christ. If he can divide it, it makes it weaker. Um, I I love verse six here because one of the big things that Paul is pointing to is the supremacy of the of the Father in heaven, and talking about it, that one that he yeah. is the one. Yeah. He he is the one that came up with all of it. He is the source of all, and it's a, it's an amazing thing. And <laughs> how can we how can we comprehend that? We were talked in the last chapter about this immeasurable love of God that w- even though He's praying for us to to understand that love of God, the height, the width, yeah. the length of mm-hmm. God's love, but then He adds this other thing in there, this depth of God's love. Yeah, that and it's uh, purposeful. But this all points to this one God who loves us so much that he came up with a way. And do we not owe it to our brothers and sisters to love them in spite of their flaws, to love them in spite of the mistakes they make, Uh and to strengthen them and to bring them back together? Why do we eat our own and what? kill them and, and cut them off yeah. and cause uh, division and hurt and pain and anguish when I'm no better than this guy that's just done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Not really. I, I may not have made those choices. I'm actively pursuing Christ. But if I cut him off in anger and bitterness and, and try to make myself feel better because I'm cutting him off, yeah. I'm setting myself up for that same he, fall. He knew this was a condition, man's condition from That's why Paul every one of his letters talks about unity. Boy, it does. And talks about God the Father. <clears throat> every introduction of every letter, God the Father, God of peace and grace, God the Father, God the Father. And that's why, Joe, our it's in a it's it's from our from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just this innate thing that like you said, we eat our. I don't know what it is. I really I don't, don't know. I mean, I have the same. Well, if we can make somebody else feel bad and make ourselves make, look better, yeah, it, it takes the focus off of us and our own shortcomings. In, inept, yeah, <clears throat> and yep. it's it's a terrible human. It is trait. <laughs> well, well, think about you know t- today in in modern Christendom, it, it's like popular to have a a trendy church name, right? Like thrive. Oh, yeah. 
or elevation. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm at, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I've, I've lost. Yeah. Yeah. Elevation or thriving, you know, just a short, catchy name. Right. Um, but historically, there was a time when the church name carried a lot more weight. Right. The church name was meant to make it distinct, make it stand, stand out like, okay, who you are and what are you about? And so there are historically, there are churches that, existed and they were like you know um uh red mile road anabaptist lutheran whatever you know and they had all these names attached to them defining, and people knew what it meant yeah that's right that's right uh I, I was trying to find a good example and i just can't and my brain's working slow today but um you had these very distinct names that set you apart from the church down the road right that was the whole idea. And one of the reasons I love our church um, uh, and our uh, our movement of churches, Christian churches from the Restoration Movement, is because uh, some of the mantras, some of the creeds that came out of that, no creed but Christ, right? No book for the Bible. Um, uh, the, the one I was thinking about, oh, and I'm, and I'm blanking all of a sudden. Um, uh, we're not the only— we're, um, we're not the only Christians, but we're Christians only. That's the one that really mm-hmm. stood out and applies to this text here. We're not the only Christians. There are people that might believe different things, and we've got to, you know, we're, okay. But we're Christians only, yep. right? Yep. And that's what unites us. Yep. And there are more things. There are more things and much more important things that unite us than should divide us. We need to make sure that our focus is in the right place. Love it. Love I it. love it, man. You can't. You can't hit it hard enough. This has to be said. You know, it's all about that unity that the Spirit of God brings amongst us. Yeah, and that's the biggest. Uh, that's the biggest setback. So for the for the church today, the 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 devil yeah. takes that and look at what people look the connotations people have when you mention church. Yeah, I mean, sure. Those hypocrites, those evil oh, people. Oh, those guys? So, I don't want to be amongst those guys. Yeah. yeah. So, I get it. so so here's here's a question. Sorry, I know no, we've got to move on, but No, no, we no, we're good. I, how how let's flesh this out then. If we like it's one thing to say uh, you know, unity unity, but another thing to say, okay, well are we really united? Like uh, how far do we go with that? Like are we brothers with you know, like those people that are different than us? Uh, I'm going to say tongue in cheek <laughs> a few things, right? Like people who have women preachers. Do we say, well, that's they're Christians? They're Christians. What about people who have, you know, um, you know, they they speak in tongues and roll around the floor? That, they're Christians. They're Christians. That's right. Uh, what, what about people who have women elders? Christians. What about people who wear um, only black and white and? Christians. Look, I, Christians. Let me go you on and yeah, I, let, like, let's like, put like, some meat on these bones yeah. because uh, just because you may be misguided from our perspective uh, and our interpretation of the Bible doesn't change what the blood of Christ did. Right, in your life. and there's examples yeah. of that, right. Joe, in the New Testament. And right. they took them aside, like you just yeah. said, and they dealt with it properly. But yeah. we, like you said, we just eat 
and kick out. And well, it's easier not to look at the differences, so that's yeah. why we form denominations and yeah. go to different churches. Yeah. And it's and much listen, and, and there's value in that, right? Like there there's is. value to know. Okay, I'll, like this is teaching, this is doctrine that I agree with, and this is I don't. But, but we got to be careful not to have dividing lines where we're no longer there's a, such you know a what huge I mean? difference, that's a difference there yes and I, and I hope that's what I'm, I'm wanting to push us for here in our recording is now that as far as it depends on you paul says live at peace with all people mm-hmm. right sometimes that's impossible right sometimes let's say you know joe schmo down the road is some part of a church or church background and he wants nothing to do with there how they you know he's one of those elders who wears blue jeans you know what i mean like you can't associate with this type of guy but as far as it's as it depends on larry it, it's our job to live at peace but that's only as far as it depends on me right exactly so, exactly you won't always be claimed as fellow christian from some people that's on them as far as it depends on you live at peace with all people is that clear? That's, that's very clear, um, but I think this next verse, verse 7, kind of gives us an idea why that doesn't happen. Yeah. Now, the, now grace, and that's a big key here. Now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And he's going to make a quote here. Uh, but grace was given to us. We didn't earn that grace. It was given to us. By the measure of Christ's gift, it, it was given to us by that measure of what He did for us, and it was—it's the whole deal, right? The cross, resurrection, the Holy Him going away, and Pentecost, and and the Holy Spirit coming down to us. That—that that is where the unity is going to come from by realizing that we have grace through Christ. And then this quote. Because he's going to go into this ascending and descending thing, and it can it can be a little confusing if you're just reading it and don't have a cultural perspective of of this scripture. Um, he's going to make this quote from Psalm sixty eight, verse eighteen. Uh, this is a this is a song about you know the kings of Israel, how they would go out and conquer, and if you read Psalm sixty eight eighteen, it says that. He took captives and he received gifts of the people. But here we read a different version of it. Uh, some would say a misquote. I would say a development by the Holy Spirit in what he wrote. He took liberty. The Holy Spirit took liberty through Paul to write this in a different way. It says in verse 8, For it says, When he ascended on high, he took captives captive, and he gave gifts, gave gifts to the people. And it goes in verse 9, but what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth? And we get a picture of that in in First uh, Peter, or is it Second Peter chapter 3? Second Peter chapter 3. Yeah, we get a picture of that descending into the lower parts of the earth. And there's a lot of debate on that, what that means, but we won't get into, into that here. But he descended to the earth. Uh, the one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all, uh, far above all the heavens, to fill all things. And then he gave himself some to be apostles, and he goes into these these uh, fivefold ministry here. <clears throat> so, just briefly, I want to state the case that this was not a, necessarily a misquote more than a, a development of Old Testament Scripture by the Holy Spirit. 
I, I would rather look at it like that than an actual misquote because it is different. Okay, yeah. it is quoted differently than that than it was written in Psalms. <clears throat> um, the idea here is, and that when a king in, of Israel would go out and conquer. They would take a spoil of the of the peoples they would conquer, especially when Israel was taking over the land of Canaan and entering into the promised land. They had to destroy these these uh, you know I and AI and all these other yeah. little small kingdoms and and when they did, God either told them destroy it all, or when you take spoil, divide it. And so when they took that spoil, they would bring it back, and they would divide it amongst the camp, and some of it would go to God, to the God's people, to the Levites, or the, it would be— So when they received, the king also divided. Notice here, though, that he's not talking about receiving gifts anymore, that this king who, who when he is ascended on high, he's led captivity captive now. There's no longer a battle to fight. So now there's only gifts to give the people. And what is that gift, John? What is the gift that he's giving? Jesus or the king? Jesus the king. At Jesus the, the king grace. He's giving grace, absolutely. Yeah. He's giving giving grace to the people. Yeah. So now, now what, what other battle is there to fight now? Yeah, that's right. It's Everything's that's When right. Jesus hung on that cross and he said, it is finished, there was nothing else to be paid for. All that sin had been hung upon him, and he had paid the penalty and the price. And therefore, the battle is over, guys. It's time to receive the gift of grace. And that's what, and that's why I think the Holy Spirit utilized this scripture that way. And, and uh, I mean, this grace is applied as a gift not only to the Christian, but also to the world. That's right. Which I think is kind of interesting, because that also continues the thought of Psalm 68, the last part that's not quoted here is uh, receiving gifts from man or giving gifts to man, even among the rebellious, that the mm-hmm. Lord may dwell there. Think about how that applies to the church today. Yeah. And he goes on to describing the results of this grace, and he gave the apostles and the prophets and the yeah. evangelists and shepherds and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the flesh and the knowledge of the, Lord, of the Son of God. Uh, to mature manhood, to the measure and the statute of the fullness of Christ. That's Paul's there. Uh, these gifts that are given, the, the, so you got grace and then you got sub-gifts mm-hmm. of teaching, shepherding, uh, prophets, evangelists, teachers. For what reason? For the equipping of the saints, the saints for the work of the ministry. Of the, ministry. Yep. the work of the ministry extends outside of the realm of the saints. That's right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like the, the So... so it, it, I, I think it is neat in Psalms, uh, Psalm sixty-eight, and and here we see that the grace applied is grace to the community around the Christ follower. Beautiful! What a fantastic picture for what we're trying to do at Leesburg and God's Church at Leesburg, of, of being an active agent of what Paul would say in Second Corinthians of, of reconciliation. That's why we do our feed the community on Thursday nights. Uh, once yeah. once a month, uh, feeding the community, trying to be a trying to be a bridge to the unsaved, a bridge to the lost in the community. The great a, a tangible experience we're of the grace, grace of Jesus. We're offering the grace yeah. that's been offered to us. That's right. Yeah. That's right, John. You know, uh, is I find it funny. Then you know nowhere in the nowhere in his teachings, Paul's, 
does he talk about sharing your faith? It's living it, right? This is where, I think this is where we get so much personal involvement to where we size up people, things, mm-hmm. churches, instead of doing what you're ex- exactly what you're talking about. Taking the grace that I've received, Joe, and extending it to those in the community and yeah. those around me. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, accepting all because all have been accepted by Christ. Yeah. I am no I've just been given something. I want to offer you what's been given to me. Mm-hmm. With no strings attached, no looking down upon, no yeah. uh, you know, we're talking about dissensions or divisions yeah. or denominations. And I honestly, Joe, John, I think this is why we have so much time to think about, well, them guys over there, they are really, they're <laughs> off the charts. Well, yeah. wh- you know, what are you doing? What are, yeah. what, what are you doing with the grace God offered to you? Are you hoarding it? Yeah. Or are you extending it to your neighbors, to your community, to the lost, to your brothers and sisters in other denominations, other churches, whatever? So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, think about that, uh, you know, in the book of Romans, we've gone through it here at Bold, in chapter 2. He shifts. He's talking about the, the bad sinners outside of faith in chapter 1, the last part of chapter 1. And then he says, oh, but you, oh, man, do you suppose you'll escape the wrath of God? <laughs> oh, 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 you Christian there. Oh, yeah, you sit outside on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, you know, those poor, poor sinners. Yep. Boy, are they going to get it. And Paul says in Romans do you, chapter 2, <laughs> you don't think that you're going to be held accountable yeah. for what, you know, like, yeah, right. Absolutely. listen, listen, listen. So yeah, you're right. I think we spend a lot of time. I think sometimes a lot, a lot of the drama that we develop in our life is because of idleness. Uh, absolutely, you know what I mean. A- absolutely, uh, you know that's what I asked. What is God? You know, Sammy hit on that yesterday. How's that working out for you? Yeah. You know the things that we, uh, what we do with our lives. Yeah. If we're busy doing what God has called us to do, He will take care. I mean. That's the way I – I haven't got time to deal with, you know – I mean, yeah. I, I used to, mm-hmm. and I remember those days. But now, I mean, it's about the grace given mm-hmm. me and what you just said in Romans 2. Yeah. When I stand before the Lord, I want to say, you know, I did my utmost yeah. Yeah. for your glory with the grace you gave me. Mm-hmm. So, guys, whatever happened to that fivefold ministry? Because ministry today, we don't see apostles running around uh, Well, within – yeah. Our so, churches. Um, well, <laughs> so where are they, Joe? Well, <clears throat> as the story goes, <laughs> and the tradition of the apostles prior to the day of Pentecost was that you, the apostle had to have partaken in the ministry with Christ while he walked on this earth. That's right. They, they chose a man, and whether it was right or not, they, they cast lots for that man. It was prior to the Holy Spirit being shed on them when they chose um, between Justice yeah. and Matthias. And, of course, the, the lots fell on Matthias. It's all they knew, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but, but No, it, it, yeah. I don't think it's condemnable yeah. at all. But, uh, and so with the last man who died, probably John, um, when he probably he died on the Isle of Patmos, Thus died the apostleship, and and the body of work that they wrote, and the things that they laid down, uh, was the apost- apostolic ministry as we know it. Um, 
Does, uh, does that stop God from doing that if he wanted to today? Would that stop? Well, I mean, you can't, like, nothing, like, that's a soft, nothing We, we see God. this, though. That's God, right. why I'm bringing it yeah. up, okay? We see some churches say, oh, we have apostles because they've been commissioned by Christ. Yes. Okay, fine. So that's, I mean, we've got to define apostleship now. Is apostleship now what the New Testament apostleship was? And I would say definitively no. 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 Correct, yeah. We don't have New Testament we don't have today apostles like uh, the New Testament right. did. Even Paul was tentative with his apostleship, claimed he apostleship. Was. I mean, like he, he, yeah, he says, I'm an apostle, one untimely born. Mm-hmm. Born. That's not a word. <laughs> well, close born. enough. Anyway, that's the Cynthia version. Uh, <laughs> born. Um, so even Paul was reluctant in some regards to his claim to apostleship. The 13th apostle, Right. It's the way he would define himself. Technically the 14th. Technically the 14th, but if Judas, you count didn't Judas, count. Yeah. Judas didn't count. Yeah, he fell out in Apostle Shul. <laughs> yeah, he fell Apostle he, Shul, he out. Apostle School dropout. No graduation. Okay, day. so that kind of covers apostolic. And so what are apostles today? It could be people that are sent, if you want to yeah. define it that way. Sure. Yeah. You could, and you could be on, a, on an apostolic mission to carry Christ. But we would see that more of evangelism today. That's right. right. Yeah, and and so that's the second thing listed here is evangelism. So how does evangelism differ today? Well, than prophets, it did? Uh, apostles, and then prophets. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, but okay. yeah. technically, you know, specifically, yeah, evangelists. How does that differ today than it did in in the days when Paul and the apostles were walking around? Yeah, that that would be my question, and I think it. It differs a little bit because these guys were breaking new ground. They were taking a plow through unturned ground and taking churches into these communities, and they were getting stoned and beaten. Or, I mean, now we think of evangelism and, well, okay, we're, we're going on an evangelistic trip, right, a, a mission trip, right. and Christ already has a presence there. Yeah. Where everybody in this world probably knows the name of Jesus, most likely. Mm-hmm. There's probably a few somewhere on the farthest reaches on right. some island somewhere. But generally but speaking, generally yeah. speaking, ninety-nine percent of the earth knows the name of Jesus. These people didn't know the name of Jesus, yeah. so evangelism took on a new meaning at that point. Now, there's it's still important that we have an evangelistic perspective yeah, in the way we absolutely. live our life. Mm-hmm. But evangelism has changed to some extent mm-hmm. because of that yeah. very reason. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and so what about prophets? That's another one that's listed. Uh, prophecy. How, there's some wonky stuff out there now. There's some really wonky. I mean, that's, that's that could be a very long conversation. <laughs> but I'll give you the nuts and bolts from please my do. perspective. Please, please do. Um, the test of prophets and someone speak. I mean, prophecy in the Old Testament specifically was a unique, um, uh, divine-inspired word of God. And the test of a prophet in the Old Testament was, hey, listen, if a prophet claims to speak on Yahweh's behalf and the prophecy comes back wrong, off you his to head, do to him? Yeah. stone him, right? That's it. Um, uh, uh, he needs to get stoned. And not the good way. Well, not, there is a good way. But <laughs> not the not the marijuana way, right? Uh, he'd be beaten with stones until he died. Uh so, so I didn't mean that. That's a good oh, way. Oh man! To, to be clear, uh, get I'm, your little notebook out I, for misquotes. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, I am not endorsing the use of marijuana. Um, but 
So that was Old Testament. Uh, it was a it was a divine inspired. Uh, uh, it was a d- divine word from God, a unique, special revelation. Uh, that is not the idea of prophecy today. While some claim it, if you look, in, well, if if you look uh, here recently, you're going to see people who claimed the word of God uh, to have a special uh, uh, word from God. And in my opinion, they are largely charlatans or demonic. Um. Amen to that. Uh, because, be, be, listen, the test of it is if it's wrong, it's wrong. And it, God's word will not come back wrong. It, can, it cannot come back void. That's so that's correct. the first step of prophecy. Now, if you take it on a generic term, a prophet is one who speaks on behalf of the Lord. And so anytime that we speak uh, declaring the word of God, i.e. preaching, we are doing the, ro- the the work of prophecy. So there's two different perspectives of prophecy version. now is what you're saying, John. Yes. There was Old Testament perspective of prophecy. Yeah. And there are people today that are trying to carry that Old Testament term of prophecy. I'm going to predict the future. Yeah. And they've all been wrong. All of them have oh, been yeah. wrong. Yep. And because I've looked into them I, and I'm like, yeah. and, I, and I'll tell them, you're wrong. Yeah. You are speaking out of turn. You're taking a position that God didn't give you. Yeah. Stay in your place. Listen, I, I was talking to somebody. Stay not, in your lane, boys. Yeah, I was talking to somebody not, not too long ago, and they were talking about, well, they've got family, and God told them to move to Kentucky, and so they moved to Kentucky, and they were here for about three months, and then they moved back to Ohio, and they said, well, God told me, why'd you move back to Ohio? Well, God told me to. And, and <laughs> uh, there was such inconsistency in their life. Sometimes for religious people, it's easy to say, well, God told me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're saying things, well, God said, and God's sitting up there saying, I didn't tell you that. Nope, don't put that on me. That's your, that's that your was, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? God I mean, wouldn't say it like that, I'm sure. But It's dangerous to presume you're hearing yeah. from the Lord when it doesn't match up with Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. God is going to use Scripture, and I'm, I'm telling you, today, prophecy is exactly what you said, John. It's a word from Scripture to people who need it. Mm-hmm. And that's speaking the Lord's part, right? If if we're talking about what's how that relates to our life, and it's coming straight out of the Word of God, how can you go wrong with that? I mean, maybe you're you're doing it in the wrong spirit, but that's on you. But 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 here's the thing: even even listen, even preachers who are preaching with the wrong spirit, if they're preaching accurately the Word of God, that's it right. will not come back void. You know what I mean? Regardless of their motivation, what what was it? Paul said, "Happens every yeah, every every Sunday, every Sunday." Um, What 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 Jesus say to his disciples? Hey, we found these guys casting out demons in in your name, but they're not part of our crowd. And Jesus says, "Listen, if they're not against us, they're for us." That's right. Right. I remember I was mad at uh, I was working in a restaurant in, in Knoxville. I, I know I'll be quick. Uh, I, I was working in a restaurant in Knoxville, and my manager was was not a faith filled person. And I'd been talking with her and talking to her, and then she got a book and she read this book and she said, "Oh wow, maybe there's something to this God thing." Can you imagine the book? Joel Osteen's your best life now, and my heart sank. And I thought, "No, don't read that. Read something good." But that book became a catalyst for her to go to a church. And then she went to this church for a while, and she's like, yeah, okay, that's good. It matches. And she's like, but there's got to be more, as I've heard more about this Bible. So she got into that, and she eventually found her way into a, a Bible-teaching church. Right. I thought, wow, that's great. God used Joel Olstein of all people. Yeah. But of well, course God can. 
course you right? can. That's right. Like how Joe. close-minded was it of me <laughs> yeah, I'm to think? White. I'm a big white. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like how that was incredibly close-minded of me to think that God's going to be limited because listen, if God can use a donkey in the Old Testament, He can use Joel Osteen or He can use John Wells. Speaking of Joel Osteen, he's a pastor, right? He is, sort of. Yeah. So that's the fifth ministry. Well, uh-huh. fifth, pa- fourth and fifth ministry: pastor and teacher. teacher. Yeah. Right, and the Greek kind of connects good segue those. There. <laughs> The Greek would kind of suggest that those two go hand in hand. Uh, preacher is teaching, or should be teaching. Shepherds and teachers. Shepherding and teaching. Yep. That's correct. So if you look at the at this list, is kind of a progressive list. An apostle is a prophet, is an evangelist, is a pastor, is a teacher. And, and an apostle is going to be all of those things, but an evangelist is not necessarily an apostle, but is definitely going to be a pastor and is going to be a teacher. A teacher is not necessarily a pastor, but a pastor is going to be a shepherd and a teacher, right? So you see this list is kind of progressive in nature. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be dogmatic about that because there's some preachers that are not teachers, that they cannot teach. Yeah. But they can preach. They can surely yeah. preach. And, so and there are, yeah, and there's some, yeah. yeah but absolutely. they got underlings to do that for them, yeah. right? Underlings, that's it. That's the word. Uh, moving forward, uh, verse 13 and 14, the last two we'll cover today, maturity, well, last four here, uh, maturity in Christ. Uh, let's see here, verse 13. Until we it. attain yeah. the full unity and and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. That sounds awful judgy and... and uh, 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 gender specific, Paul, manhood. But well, the Bible teaches that there's man and woman. Surprise, surprise. Um, uh, to the measure of the status of the fullness of Christ, so that we are no longer children. Look at the contrast there between yeah. adult manhood and children. Don't be a child, grow up. Oh man, look at how he defines these children tossed, tossed. to and fro by the waves. And carried about by every wind of doctrine. Let's talk about doctrine for a second. What's doctrine? Doctrine, yeah, doctrine is how we believe what the Word of God teaches us. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's our beliefs of, of God, yeah. right? Or te- it's how we conceptualize of, what we've read yeah. in the Word of God, right? So these young children, they're quick to jump on the latest new fad, mm-hmm. right? The latest new teaching. Listen, in, in, in 2022, you know what the doctrine is, the, 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 the doctrine that's tossing our children to and fro? It's wokeism. We live in a world, our cult, everything is spiritual. We've got to understand this, especially uh, men with kids. We've got to understand everything is spiritual, and our children are being tossed to and fro by a religious cult of wokeism, and that's exactly what's happening here. They're tossed. You're not standing on anything. You've got, I mean, think about standing in 10 feet of, or five feet of waves in the beach with a wavy, with waves coming in. You don't have solid footing. That's right. The sand's shifting underneath your feet. You're constantly readjusting, trying to figure out what's next. We live in a world where you can't figure out what a man is and what a woman is. What's your, what's your preferred pronouns? And, and we live in a world where those preferred pronouns change every day. Now, I'm not trying to be too political here, but I think it's very important we understand that what we're fighting against as men and women of faith is a religious movement that is targeting and attacking young people today. These young children in our world are being tossed and, 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 and to and fro by the waves of every wind of doctrine. 
They're human. They're cunning human doctrines. Mm-hmm. We're fighting a spiritual battle in our world today. Listen, we we had a, just this past week we had a a man win a the NCAA championship in some type of swimming competition and whatever whatever i, I didn't a know that was a, who wants I didn't to know, identify as a woman i didn't know that swimming was an ncaa sport right. uh, but surprise surprise it is this guy won it it's been headlines all, all week uh, which is adding to and more, not by and more a little. confusion not by a little yeah not by a little breaking world records yeah but 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 here's the women here's, here's the thing a man is a man and a woman is a woman but we are fighting a spiritual battle, and that's why you listen to these reporters talking. Uh, no, we're not planning on going here. Sorry, guys. I've but you did this. hear Bruce but, Jenner today, but, the, the guy who professes to be a transgender, ridiculed this male swimmer in good. the news. Yeah, he and and MSNBC was like, "How could you say How, such a thing?" Yeah, like, I'm the only guy that's got the nads to to come out and say it. Yeah, good for him. I was like. What just yeah. happened here? I, yeah. I can't even imagine he, this. That is, listen, <laughs> listen, think about how awkward this world is and how confusing yeah. this world is. Uh, 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 man, I'm telling you, this is a spiritual yeah. thing. We've got to so see our world so as a important spiritual we have that five, Why is it so important we have this fivefold ministry? Because we need to fight this spiritual this, We this have to have a time. foundation. Absolutely. If you don't have a foundation, you can't fight the tossing of the waves, and you have no— There's no such thing as religious neutral— that's right. Everything's spiritual. Yep. Everything's spiritual, and we're we're against a a spirit, a, a crafty spirit that is at work in yep. in, in our. Yep. And listen, let me ask you this: Why do you think it so often it circles around uh, around sexuality? Because that has been the seduction of the spirit of Babylon from the from beginning. The yeah, from the beginning. We yeah. re, we read She's about called a whore for a reason. Yeah, that's right. She 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 was a whore, and she uh, she uh, uh, antagonized. That's not the word. She she uh, entices, uh, entices yeah. the the youth. You know the the. Prophets and the Old Testament talk about the whore of Babylon enticing the young men to come with her and fornicate with her. Mm-hmm. That's a, listen, one. there's a spirit they of Babylon that has work in our world today. It's spiritual, and it's tossing our people to and fro. Their children, the work of the saints, then, as Paul says, as we work together, the work of the saints is to build the church up. And strengthen, to strengthen, strengen. there's a foundation. Yes. That's why we've got Listen to be. To what he says while it's not popular, we've got to be outspoken about these things. We've got we to do. speak very clearly on these matters. Listen to what he says in verse 15 and 16, and it goes right along with what you're saying because he he carries his thought through to completion. He says, "But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way yeah. into Him who is the head, Christ." From him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for the building up itself in yeah. love. Mm. There it is. By the proper working of each individual part. That's right. There's a lot in that, guys. Yeah. And we could talk for two hours just on that. But we won't. But we won't. But here's the big thing. <laughs> each part is working properly. That's right. A, a Christian man who's listening to this podcast, listen, you have a part. The question is, are you working par- properly? You know what I mean? That's right. We've all got to we be mobilized. We don't, we don't throw rocks. Well, we don't sit and condemn. That's right. We hold firm to the truth Yeah. in love. i got to say, guys, if, if you've made it this far into this podcast— <laughs> 
you're probably functioning. <laughs> Listen, the best, the, the last is best, all right? Oh, mercy. Uh, how do we navigate the tension between truth and love, grace and, yeah. and truth? You know, how, do, how do you navigate that yeah. Yeah. in Carefully. the body of Christ today? Without this and it's holy walk, word of God, and, and, we and, cannot and do it. Walking close to the master. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Hand it's in hand. Nearly right. impossible. Truth and love. Truth and love. I mean, that's such an yep. important thing. Speaking the truth in love. Yep. So how is that? Listen, anytime you speak truth and love, the world's going to say, well, that doesn't sound very loving. Well, <laughs> listen, you got to look at the posture of the heart behind the speaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It might Listen, it might not seem loving to say all kinds of things, but it can be loving still. It might not seem it if that truth is directed at me, uh, but it can still be loving. Well, that's a good word, John. And, it's all and about what the I would, speaker. What I would tell each and every one of you listening right mm. now is consider what your role in the body of Christ is. What part are you? Yes. And, and how yes. can you become active? Don't wait for the preacher to come and ask you. Don't wait for an elder or for a teacher or for a leader to come and ask you to be a part of it. Guys, consider what your talents are. Be passionate about what you're good at Mm. and get involved. Now you're preaching. Come on. Now you're preaching. There you go. That's the word I got to say. Don't be little children, but instead grow up into mature manhood. Amen. Boom. Amen. Amen. Hey, join us every Monday Good night word, at 6 guys. o'clock at The Hub. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. God bless. Take care. Be bold. Be bold.